0: Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.
1: Welcome back, friends and family, to another episode of the Backdoor Cut Show. Brought to you by the Barnburner Podcast Network and Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. You have us, the guys from The Barnburner. That's the-barnburner.com. You can find our podcast um, by searching anywhere that you find your shows, Backdoor Cut. We are a Grizzlies-focused podcast, but we also cover a lot of the NBA uh, in general. And tonight you have me, Zach, Mason, Sam, and Rich. We got a full squad tonight. Grizzlies just uh, faced off against the Lakers in an empty FedEx forum that... Did have a tribute video to Marcus Saul for his first game back in the 901 since being traded to Toronto. Toronto? Toronto? I don't know what accent that was about. But um, yeah, so um, had a game there. We'll cover it down on that and then kind of talk about some trends that we've seen so far in the Grizzlies this season. And also, we'll give you an update. We had a podcast uh, before the season started, before Ja was hurt going through game by game through the first half of the season and making our predictions as a as a unit uh, to where our record would be at this point. And I think this is the best I've probably ever done teasing a topic in the podcast, but <laughs> we're going to go over that and tell you where we land right now compared to where the team actually is. Well, Mason, how you doing, man? Hey, good job,
2: Zach. That was, that was nice. A nice intro Thank for you. the podcast. You know, we're starting to sound professional. So I appreciate that. It only took but,
3: 98 episodes. <laughs> yeah, 98, <laughs> baby. 98 fools. Here we are.
2: Um, I'm great, man. Titans won the AFC South uh, in, in, you know, a thrilling a thriller. So I'll go ahead and pass it to Rich, man. Rich, how you doing? Oh,
0: well, you already know. Same. Titans won AFC South, man. It was a doink of a kick, but that motherfucker <laughs> went going in, and we will be hosting a playoff game uh, for the first time in God knows how long. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Doing great. Uh, my two teams were in the M. They had a game today, Grizz and the Lakers, and I think they fucking run that shit back on Tuesday. So looking forward to another good week of Grizzlies basketball.
3: Tighten up, baby. Uh, I don't have anything to say except for the fact that I got a Theragun for Christmas, and that's pretty awesome. And now I can't imagine life without a Theragun. Dude, so my
2: wife and I, we have this little cheap thing that we got as like a Secret Santa gift one year. That's a massager. Two nights ago, she's massaging my quads with it, and the fucking
1: thing like explodes. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Yeah, so I that's need. not where you want to be when the, something explodes. <laughs> I need to
2: talk to you offline, Sam, to see what my
3: uh, where, what my avenues are from here. I hate to hear that. I really hope that that's not gun related by any means. No, you know, it's not a gun. It's a little cheap junk. All right. So when the thing exploded, did the like little massager shoot out and like shoot into your thigh? Or was it like
2: kind nah, of
3: exploding? No, nah, right. it was just like the you know, the wires were kind of split and then boom, a little spark of fire and it wasn't oh, like shit. The machine, like the machine itself, didn't explode. It was just, well, not what you want. When you're getting fire when you're getting massage. You know, you're yeah. in like a relaxing sort of state. You don't want fire, sparks, and things like that happening nearby you. That's not. That's not well, part of the process. I was in the
2: most relaxed
3: state. Yeah. And, uh, oh, dude, a nice leg massage. <laughs> if you have your girl do it too, it's better because it's like you don't, you're not doing it. So like, you, you know, you don't know where it's going. I think that adds to the massage element. It's it's uh it's good stuff. <laughs> Highly recommend. <laughs> ah, so, anyway, <laughs> that was
2: unfortunate, but uh, all right. Zach, Zach
3: where are we at? Uh, Grizz
2: Lakers, <laughs> Lakers. Yeah, man. It's time, after that.
1: you upgrade that um, <laughs> leg massager, then we'll yeah we'll talk some Grizz Lakers. Uh, all right, so yeah, Lakers came into town. Uh, Grizzlies started off pretty good. Uh, kind of hung in there. Uh, the synopsis of the game is hung in there until the fourth quarter when LeBron decided it was time to play, put the game away, and uh, really just. Ran away with the game single-handedly to start the fourth quarter. Uh, Good showing in the first half by the Grizzlies bench. Not so much the second half. Obviously playing without John Morant right now. A lot of good stuff. We've kind of talked offline. We've been pretty pleased with a lot that we've seen from the guys so far. Uh, Some of the game highs tonight. Uh, Kyle Anderson had 18 points on 7 of 19 shooting JV with another double-double, 14-10 double, uh, for him. And then Dylan, ironically, led the team in assists with five. Uh, he Dylan, I thought, started off with a really good first half, and then I actually called it at halftime. I said, Dylan's having a good first half. He'll probably crap the bed the second half. Uh, and, yeah, he ended up shooting three of 15 for the game. So, Thanks a lot, Dylan, for fulfilling my prophecy. Uh, Mason, what, uh, what are your takeaways from this game?
2: I mean, like you said, I thought the first half we looked good. A lot of ball movement. Uh, Desmond Bain came in knocking down shots. Um, and we bounced back, too, because the Lakers got out to like a quick 10-2 lead or something like that, hit a bunch of open threes, Kuzma, uh it was 3 for 4 early on and it was like oh shit like the grizzlies are about to get ran out but uh they didn't they fought back and actually went on a 17-0 run in that first quarter great to see uh i thought Jitty played some big minutes just like that dude makes things happen um but at the end of the day it was a defensive battle that came down to one team had a fourth quarter closer and uh one team's just like got a random group of players trying to tread water and doing an admirable job honestly um, going against you know the defending champ, champs and the team that most expect to win the championship again this year. So I, I'm not taking a lot away from this game. Um, I would say, if anything, it's that Grayson Allen has been pretty stinky and those minutes can belong to Desmond Bain and uh, DeAnthony Melton and crew moving forward.
0: Yeah, I can go. Uh, pretty much the same for me, honestly. After watching that shit, um, like you said, admirable effort, honestly. I mean, you know, we were playing the Lakers at basically four strength signs, uh, Caruso and KCP. Um, but Kuzma plays a lot better as a starter than he does off the bench. So I figured he would have a pretty solid outing. Um, but yeah, I mean, the guys they're just leaving it all out there. They they were just, you know, overmatched, you know, this is just, you know, a thing. I'm not expecting the Lakers to, I'm expecting either AD or Bron to rest in the second game. Um, but yeah, I really, I mean, Desmond Bain, you can't keep him off the floor. I mean, he's earning these minutes game by game. He's a fucking sniper. He's a fucking knockdown shoot. If he's setting his feet and he's open, I'm pretty confident that the hell was going in. Um, I was excited to see uh, Xavier Tillman get some run today. Yeah. I was glad that, you know, whatever the issue, the injury issue was at the beginning of the year, wasn't like a lingering thing that was going to, like, continue keeping him as a part of the Grizzlies PR tweets that come out every game. Um, but, yeah, it was nice to see him kind of active on the boards doing his thing and what have you. But yeah, I mean, like you said, pretty proud of the guys, man. You know, they they hung in there for as long as they could. And, you know, Braun really woke up and kind of took over in the fourth and, you know, brought that shit home. So um, just another one, uh, chalk it up to the game and move on to the next one.
3: Zach, what would you think?
1: So one thing that uh, I was really pleased with was Tillman's performance tonight. Didn't know a whole, you know, a lot what to expect outside of scouting reports. Didn't play too much in preseason, but – Uh, Came out, had a really strong appearance, I thought. In 17 minutes, he was uh, 3 of 3 from the field, uh, 6 points and 6 boards uh, in only 17 minutes, like I said. Very active, very much a part of both sides of the floor on offense and defense, just movement, made several... Passes. I don't know assist wise. Doesn't have credit for any assists, but I know he was involved in some hockey assist situations where he made the extra pass instead of trying to force the ball up uh, and take a shot. So really liked what I saw from him. Um, hopefully he's back for you know a longer period of time and doesn't get doesn't tweak the injuries that he's got because uh, our depth's pretty. Pretty small there. I mean, Montrez Harrell pretty much ate up uh, Dang tonight, uh, whereas Dang played really strongly against Charlotte the other night. Uh, Montrez was just too physical for him, uh, and I know he had a double double in pretty limited minutes. Let's see, Montrez had, yeah, he had 16 or 16 and 9 uh, in 20 minutes, so he, he definitely ate uh, down in the post, so Memphis really struggled when. Valanchunas was out of the game Um, one thing was that Anthony Davis didn't have a bajillion free throws like he has had in the past so that much I appreciated had 17 and 17 and 9 but honestly when you have all NBA talent like that that's holding them in check pretty good so it wasn't that that beat us it was honestly just LeBron in the fourth quarter taking it away from us
3: Yeah, I think the headline here is is, is what we like to see when it comes to playing like a a pretty battered team um, is you're playing like your reserves. You just want to see effort. You want to see good ball movement. You want to see synergy. You want to see defense. Um, And you want to see like the the guys developing. And I think we're seeing that in these games. Uh, And if we lose them, so be it. I mean, I think that we've discussed both outcomes. Either we go dancing in the lottery and then add another talent to John Jarrett or we make that playoff push or whatever. But I think that you know this is kind of what you want to see. A game like this, I can watch losses like this. If that makes sense, uh, it was just you know a star player at the end of a game taking it away from us, and that's just the way it's going to be on nights like this. I mean, Bain is like three or four tonight. He's fourteen of twenty-seven on the season. He's shooting nearly fifty percent from three on nearly five attempts per game, which is, by my account, very fucking good. And I mean, he's also like. Doing exactly what he was supposed to be doing when he came out of college, with mm. with zero with zero assimilation process. Um, whereas the, my other dude, Aaron Niesmith really hadn't been able to see the floor for the Celtics. Granted, they're heavily stacked on the wing, and uh, but I mean I think we could almost say right now, Bain has been immediately better than Nesmith was is um, playing that same position and supposedly doing the same thing skill set wise. Uh, so I, I mean, everyone wants Bane to, to to get those starter minutes. Even uh, I think Grayson just kind of like. He's grandfathered in to some degree. Uh, I think that the Grizzlies probably kind of have a thing. there. They want, they know what Bane is, and they want to see what Grayson is before they make any moves in terms of his contract and what they're planning to do long-term with him. So I think they're, they're trying to see what they have um, in these minutes, uh, not necessarily trying to win. Jiddy is uh, with the offensive rating of 131 versus the <laughs> defensive rating of 107. Um, wow. so he, yeah, so he has, like, one of the highest – differentials on the entire team. He's played thus far this season, the same number of minutes as John. Ja. Now granted Jaw's missed a couple of games now with an injury, but he's been statistically every bit of what you see in the eye test, which is always kind of doing shit, but really the player that's played the most minutes have been the best consistent players, not Dylan, which you'd think that he would be, you know, in this, in the absence, although Dylan has played well, I thought he would just jack shots and be a total shithead. Um, but he's, he's actually passed the ball a lot and, and been pretty effective, but it's been Kyle. I mean, Kyle's been, played really fucking good and, and, I mean, I, don't, I didn't think he could play this well um, as kind of the basically number one or at least 1A, one 1B one a, one to Dylan offensive option on the floor while also playing impromptu point guard uh, for most of the possessions. So it's, it's I've been very impressed with Kyle. What, uh, and yeah, I know I mean, Mason has not been impressed with Kyle through some of his tenure as a Grizzly. What Are you surprised to see this? Are you like, did you always think he had this in him? I mean, is this shocking or is this like he's finally healthy? Or what What do you think about this so far? And is this sustainable?
2: Well, I mean, no, he's not going to score, like, 27 points every night. As we saw tonight, he was one of eight from three. But I just think he's being used uh, correctly. Like, he's a point forward. That's what he is. He needs the ball in his hands, and he can make the players around him better. He's got amazing court vision, and uh, he's got the just the length and utilities, like the skills to be a, an effective player. And when he's knocking down three-pointers at a league average rate, like, he's nothing great, but he's a a role player who can create for others, which is what we are severely lacking. So yeah, I mean, kudos to Kyle. He's put the team on his back. And like you said, been our best player so far. Um, I do like what I've seen from Dylan. I I think his vision um, and his willingness to pass is, is improved, but I think he's just asked right now to be in a scoring role, him and Kyle, both. So they're taking shots that, hopefully when the uh, entire team is back in tow, they won't be taking, but we have no other choice right now. Like they have to take shots just with the way the NBA offense works. It, it, and they're doing an admirable job, like I said, but um, we're not going to beat the Lakers, you know, many times we beat the Hornets who had a terrible night. We saw what happened against the Celtics though. They had, you know, one quarter where Jalen Brown just went nutso and, We don't have anyone that can do that right now. Like, uh, even Dylan can't get hot and go for 30 because he's like the only offensive weapon we have. And Valanchunas isn't drawing people away from him tonight. He shot 50%. I know he's had a double double in every game, but he just really hasn't been effective like uh, we need him to be to win games.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of JV needs the ball more. If you look at his shots per game this season compared to you know, where we were last year, he's, he, he, he got a few more tonight. I think he's at nine, he was at 9.6 before tonight, got 14 tonight. So that is creeping up a little bit. Uh, But I think, I mean, without these other guys, he's a consistent and efficient scorer. So we need to make sure that we get the ball to him.
2: Do you think that's a product – and this is for whoever wants to answer – a product of like and them being out or just a product of Jenkins putting more of a stronghold on the offensive system he wants to run that doesn't emphasize the post? I don't know. I'm just now wondering that. Like you saying his shots are down.
1: I mean, I could – he doesn't have – he doesn't have that dynamic creator that's going to get into the paint at will and draw over the other center – so that's obviously going to hurt his opportunities and decrease those. So that's got to be a huge factor. Jinkins really doesn't have the personnel. I I don't know off the top of my head how many threes we're shooting a game compared to. We shot thirty three tonight. I know that we were
2: nine for thirty three. Nine of our for worst, thirty
1: three
2: worst performances
3: of the year, probably. Yeah, I mean, I think we're top ten in three point attempts, uh, but everyone's shooting like the top three teams in the league are in over forty which is insane uh, per game. And it's. I think that's why we're seeing these blowouts. There's been a lot of discussion about how the three-point game has really made it. There's such a disparity in these games because of the, even a bad team can get hot from three. and They shoot so many of them that it creates this statistical imbalance. Um, so anyone could beat anyone. The league's always been like that, but it's more like that now with all these crazy blowouts that we see. I mean, I get on SportsCenter or whatever, or the ESPN app, and it's like sometimes I'm going to turn on League Pass because everyone's getting their shit rocked. And yeah. it's like I don't want to turn it on and see like the – you know, campaign play like the last you know, two quarters or what well, the second half. Cause like the Suns are blowing someone out or whoever shout out campaign Memphian, but you know what I mean? Um, but I think that's also a product that just kind of, I feel like the product of the
2: NBA is just watered down this year. Like they're not in the bubble. So the in arena experience, isn't as cool. Like it's noticeable that there's not fans there. So when you're watching it, um, it's weird. It's, it's noticeably different than the bubble to me, the bubble, I was like, okay, this is cool. I can get behind this, but just between the no fans and, um, the players resting in the COVID protocols, like I'm just the, the product on the floor this year hasn't been that impressive to me. The lack of training camp, you know, the quick turnaround, like, I don't know. I hope that doesn't bite the NBA in the ass.
3: Well, they're going to add two more teams and replace that revenue. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, so we'll see when Seattle and Vegas are in in two years uh, and how that's going to work. But yeah, I mean the Grizzlies so far they've looked like you know everyone's playing like we thought they would. I think I mean I haven't been particularly impressed or not impressed by anyone uh, except for Grayson hasn't played that well and Sean McDermott. I mean he's obviously asked oh. to play minutes and he ordinarily wouldn't be, but you hate you just hate to see it when a guy's <laughs> brought in as a sniper and he like quite literally hasn't made a three yet. Um, nah, he, me, he made yeah. one the other day. <laughs> yeah. hey, oh, was that Charlotte game?
1: Gary? Yeah, yeah. Uh, might be Let, Let's see.
3: Let's
2: see what he what he does moving forward now.
3: You know, maybe, maybe so. Uh, d Melton back from COVID protocol tonight. Didn't play a minute. Got that DNP CD. You wonder what that's about. Is it just a let's work this guy back in because he either had COVID, which I guess he didn't because it hasn't been two weeks, so he must have just been uh, contract tracing, right? Um, yeah. But what, what was the deal with that? Why didn't he play a single minute? That was interesting. Um, any thoughts on that?
2: Jenkins just said he hasn't played in the game in over a week, so we want to work him back. You know, same, the same old Grizzly story. We want to be cautious with him and work it back slowly and, you know, take this ill while we can.
3: Yeah, it's a fucking <laughs> soft tank, man. That's what this is. These guys are uh, con artists. Uh, I, I-, I- So,
2: so Rich, uh, let me ask you this. Melton, in theory, will be back on Tuesday against the Lakers, and this is how the backcourt minutes were divided up. Uh, Tyus had 32, Dylan 30, Bain 20, Conchar 16, and Grayson 14. Uh, How how do you see that kind of working out with Melton back?
0: Shit. Um, Yeah, I mean, Melton's going to demand minutes, of course, as well. I mean, he was brought back here for a reason this summer. Um, but yeah, so something's getting chopped, man. I think you know the common theme around here is that everybody, you know, senses that Grayson is struggling. But to Sam's point, I think that is something that the Greers are trying to see, like kind of what they have in him. You know, they exercise that option on his contract. They're really trying to see, man. But honestly, Desmond Bain, Conchar, and Melton are people who I don't mind being on the floor. Uh, they're going to impact the game in some way positively. I love what I've seen from Conchar, Desmond Bain. We've talked ad nauseum about like what he's brought already. Um, and so for me, I don't know, man, you know, Dylan's going to get his run. We know ties is going to be PG one for the foreseeable future while jaws out. So that's kind of set in stone. You know, ties is going to be starting at the one Dylan at the two or what have you. Um, but grace is going to have to hit shots, man. At the end of the day, that's what I think is going to come down to. Um, he's going to have to be able to receive the driving kick and hit the open threes. Um, he's not really impacting the game in any other facet. Where some other players might be able to, you know, be more of a disruptor on defense or, you know, get into the lane like Jitty and get rebounds or, you know, snipe like Bane. you know, Dylan's going to do his thing, you know, whatever it is that, you know, he wants to bring to the table. But I could foresee, I just don't want it to be a situation where it's, it, it's Bain's minutes that are affected yeah, by Melton coming back because that would, yeah, that would, that's what I'm hoping isn't the case, but, you know, you never know um with what we have going out right now because it's clear that they're trying to make some sort of investment in Grayson with picking up the option, but man, you gotta produce when you're on the floor. Yeah, but at
2: the same time, uh, you know, Bain is a first round pick, so he's arguably a bigger investment. So, you know, you got him for four years and
0: there's no reason
2: to not
3: play him right now. Like he is earned he can't get on the floor now with all these injuries. Like playing as well as he has, what's you know, what's going on? I, I I've liked Jenkins' coaching job so far. I don't know if you noticed, but JV was coming out of the paint. They didn't play drop defense last night. He was hedging a lot on the Anthony Davis pick and roll, and uh, it was it was effective. I mean, Anthony Davis struggled, so like I no- I noticed that because like we've criticized Jenkins for being like, "I'll play drop defense if the fucking apocalypse is happening and like the world's burning down around me." JV is going to be in the paint, and that's the way it is. But I think he's really adjusted. He realized that in the Charlotte game, they like to run even more than the Grizzlies do. Full health, so he slowed the game down. There were less possessions than the Hornets had had all season. That game, uh, we saw a pretty low-scoring game too. They played into the Grizzlies' hands in the half court, so I think he's been pretty smart. But the the rotations are a little strange. The minute divvying is a little strange to the point where I feel like it's coming from management, you know? Because um, mm-hmm. I think Bane, we like, Bane contributes to winning right now. The question is, is that our goal? I mean, I I don't know. Right, Sammy well,
1: conspiracy over tank. here. And but I, to,
2: Ferry, to be fair, he was third in the backcourt in minutes played tonight. So, um, you know, not bad for a rookie coming off the bench. 20 minutes, we, we, could, we could see that pushed up a little bit more. But uh, And I guess another option when Melton comes back is maybe Gorgie sees less minutes. Yeah, that's where Although, I going
0: to yeah, go. I would hope so. Although he was kind of – He, he kind of hooped tonight. Gorgie <laughs> got a little – he got some tools in there that he's showing off this <laughs> season, man.
2: Like we are asking him to kind of be like a tertiary playmaker, and he's—he's he's not. I mean, he's got some moves. He had the dish to Tillman for his Tillman? first dunk. Like, yeah. here you go, young
3: fella, get these two points. I mean, like magic. Yeah. The, the problem is that he like as many of those plays there are. There's like a crazy ass like. You know, five second into the shot clock, top of the key three, um, and just when he's feeling himself, you could tell. And and you again, we've said this before. You want the guys to play free, and it's like striking that balance is nearly impossible. So, but I, I enjoy watching him. I'll tell you, the, the the bench loves it anytime he has the ball. I mean, if you watch yeah, them, man. like that's oh, something I love to do. Is anytime Gordon does anything remotely good, like they're fucking hype. Uh, and the bench has been really fun to watch with John Jaron. They're yeah, basically man. like. Standing up the whole time, like just clowning, and Jaws basically coaching from the bench a lot, pitching at the refs a lot too. You love to see it from your uh, franchise leader. But, um, I mean, you know, thoughts on what we've seen so far? What, Zach, did you want to talk about our predictions, or do we want to talk about what games are coming up, or where, where we want to go? You outlined it so well that I want to stick to it, rigidly.
2: We got one more player I want to talk about, Zach. What, what's wrong with Brandon Clark? He, he had like five points tonight. He just doesn't look like our guy from last year. What's wrong with him? He ain't
3: no, been not at
1: all. Him? I mean, his <laughs> – <laughs> uh, Obviously, the shot is weird. It, it Several times in the Charlotte game, it looked a little better. I, I think yeah. part of it also is he's been taken – he hasn't been getting his shots. I mean, okay, he's missed a lot of wide-open threes. that That should be his shot for sure but more recently the past few games he's gotten those floaters in the lane that he's kind of become famous for with his cult following. Uh, so I think I'm hoping that seeing some of those drop in are you know gonna help him get his rhythm in um, kind of get going Tonight I just like didn't notice him watching the Lakers game. he was there and I think plus minus he was really close to zero. So, like, literally, he was just kind of kind of there. What he had, 8 points, 7 rebounds, but in 28 minutes from your starting power forward, that's not great. And that's the 14, fear, right? Shooting. That's the fear yeah. of him
2: being a starter down the line or this year or whenever, you know, is that's what you get what, when he goes up against a superstar. Well, eight, but here's eight,
1: my eight. thing is I'm cha- I champion him getting the starting spot right now because – if he's going to be part of this young group going forward, Memphis needs to find out, similar to what you guys are talking about with Grayson, find out what he is, what he can be, what we have with him you know, before we get in too deep and decide to invest too much in him. And he's not the player that we thought he was going to be. So we're going to take some lumps probably by starting him and giving him all those minutes maybe instead of last year where he beat up on everyone's second units but I think that if you're talking player development, that's a really important thing. You know, let him and Grayson, and guys like that, work through, try to work through their issues, and see if they can get to the other side of it. Um, yeah, but to be fair
3: though, he he won't be playing with or with JV if he is a part of the long term future. You know, the theory is that ultimately Jerem will slide to the center, right. or, or or we'll grab some like guy in a late lottery or something that's like a you know. A, jared allen type or just a really long athletic rebounder or maybe that's what you know tillman is for uh is to ultimately slide in there and just play like good pick and roll defense and rebound next to jaron yeah. the point being is that you know that starting him now next to jv is not really it's not really determining anything necessarily it, i mean it doesn't maybe give us the starters.
1: full it doesn't yeah. give us the full scope of the future but i think it gives us a fairly good idea
2: Well, and the Lakers are like fucking monsters. Like we weren't talking about this against Charlotte, you know, like the the Lakers are huge.
3: Yeah. But he just doesn't look as athletic. He just doesn't, you know, he, he he really, there's something that might be a lingering injury, some groin injury. I think that he had going on that could really affect your jump. Obviously. I mean, there's something going on. He's not like catching lobs, running the floor. Like he usually does. He's not, um, he's really just not like going up as powerfully when he catches the ball on the block. And he's had to create all of his, his push shots. I've noticed like, Usually it starts with him getting the ball at the top of the key and him dribbling, you know, jump stop, and then he tries to do his little floater. But it hasn't been like we've set him up you know, seemingly as much as we did last year. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if he's just not getting his spots. I don't. I don't know. But I really think he struggles to play next to JV because JV's just, you know, he's either down there um, awaiting a post up or at the perimeter. So what's his point there? I mean, he really he doesn't shoot it well. It's when it kicks out to him. I feel like it's kind of a lost play. Um, so I don't know. I mean, he doesn't look as good.
2: Man, ever since I read Zach's article about uh, JV, I've just see him as expendable moving forward. <laughs> like,
0: super. I, I, I think those are the most hollow double-doubles? Like, do, like I just – super expendable. I, feel. I I hate every time I see JV when he stops at the top of the key because I know – like, he does this little – like, the ugliest pump fake ever when he's faking the three and then he, like, drives <laughs> and then you're not going to create and finish. Like, it's – it, Yeah. It's just, it's just not not the prettiest game. He's just very large, a very large man uh, just kind of lumbering up and down the court, man. And like you say, the fit with BC just isn't there. I don't think BC is 100% healthy. I'm not quite sure how the injury affected him or what his offseason looked like. Um, but, yeah, man, it's just something's off. The synergy is off. The timing with 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 Tyus and, you know, even Jaw to a certain extent um, has been off in some of those, you know, uber-athletic plays he was making last year. So I'm not sure, man, if he's in his head, you know, if, if it's the yips or what, but I hope he can figure it out. Because um, if not, you know, we want to be a part of this team in the future, but, you know, I don't think he's untradable. I hope he didn't hear last season that he was untradable for Bradley Beal, and now he's just, like, kind of content.
3: There's two <laughs> outcomes. Either he's hurt, and we don't know about it, or or he just didn't improve at all. And from a guy going from 20, you know, 23, 24, 25, you have to see improvement year to year in that key time, you know? So, like, either of them is really worrisome. And I think, honestly, if he just didn't improve at all and, in fact, got worse because he was worrying about his wardrobe or getting his wave god yeah. thing on or the whatever. Super, all that the
0: stuff. super rebrand. He went through the yeah. super rebrand over the summer, man. Whatever. That's
3: cool, man. Like, yeah. you want to hang out with Jared a bunch and get into that, that's cool. But just, like, be better at basketball. Or, I mean, he's hurt. That's the. Those are the two mm-hmm. outcomes. Um. So, and I don't know which one it is, but we'll never know because Grizzly's PR will basically keep that like M Night Shyamalan twist. His injury, we'll hear about it like two years <laughs> after he's traded,
2: or he's slowly working his way back from the injury. His legs
3: underneath him, I know. But then yeah, we, get, so. we get that kind of like he's like, "Oh, now my legs are underneath me," and he has because he has a good game, and then like the next two games he puts up some stinkers, and then he's like, yeah. "Oh, I don't know," you know, I'm coming back. Still, it's like, well, wait a minute. And so you know, whatever. Like, I'm not here to criticize everybody. I'm just here to say, go Grizz. So.
2: And I want to say I'm not completely out on Grayson Allen. I just don't think he should be playing right now. Like he's not hot. He can't make anything. Sit on the bench. All right, Zach, our record predictions. We're two and four. Is that what we thought?
1: So we had uh, up to this point, so we played six games. We are actually two and four. What we predicted was one and five.
3: Oh we so, we, we pre- we're pretty close. Damn. We, we predicted the Nets. We predicted the Nets was going to be a loss because we obviously couldn't yeah. have anticipated they were going to rest KD and Kyrie, which is part of the season though. So games that we predicted, I mean, this yeah. is COVID season. Guys are going to rest when they otherwise wouldn't. You know, I think people think they could beat the Grizzlies even, you know, resting guys. So that's mm-hmm. a good game to rest. Um, you're starting second nights of back to backs too. So you know, it does kind of change the predict. You have to assume everyone's going to be healthy though.
1: Yeah. So I mean,
2: one yeah, I, I mean, we, we obviously
1: weren't projecting that job ja would be out, so that, well, that definitely <laughs> is a big factor in the. Oh.
2: Y'all remember at one point when Justice was going to be back in December and uh, Jaron mid January? <laughs> like, that was like the initial report. <sighs> and here we are, January third, and no Justice, no sign of of either of them. You know, of when they might be back.
3: Yeah, I understand why they wouldn't put a timeline on it just because what's the incentive to do that other than like to satisfy some blog boys. But like the justice thing is so weird, man. Verno's talked about this ad nauseum and I was like, retweet what he says. But usually in these things with Jaron, he tears his meniscus, he gets a diagnosis, he has a surgery, then there's a rehab. And like we understand how that's how it works. And like projecting him back in mid to late January is right on time with the way that most meniscus rehabs work. So, like, that has an actual basis in, like, reality and medical diagnosis. But, like, Justice is this really nebulous, like, thigh displacement or hip displacement. And it's like, is that a product of his crazy back injuries? Because apparently if you have a really weak back, it can affect your hips because it's all, like, I mean, your hip bones connected to your leg bone and all that. I mean, it's true. So, it's, uh, what the fuck's going on? Like, because he did have a surgery. He's walking around. You know, it's not like he's, like, still in some cast or something. Like, what are they trying to avoid? He, we got a team option on him next year. So if he gets hurt immediately again, it's not like we have this guy under contract for, like, a five-year deal like Chandler Parsons. You know, there, there I understand being extremely careful or whatever. Um, what the fuck's going on? It's weird. And, I, I mean, I could very well see him never suiting up in a Grizz's uniform. Because, like, what? otherwise, what's the, what's the sudden game where we're like, now that hip's fine and we're okay with it, him playing? I just don't understand it, and the weirder it gets, the longer it goes, the more I'm waiting on them to just say he's out for the season.
1: I could see us picking up that option and then him not playing at all and before that, and that's just picking up the option. Because like, at this, we could get to a point in the season where it's like, well, why play him now? What's the point? He sat out this long. Why do we want to, in a season that, you know, if Morant – you know, not able to come back as quickly as we think, or you know, even though he's running around already, it looks like. Um, but I, I could just see something weird like that happening, something very unsatisfying is kind of how I would put it.
0: Very it's just, frustrating. It's frustrating. Like, you're going to make
2: – No, you got it. You got it.
0: Uh, it's just frustrating, man, because, you know, you you heard about all these rumors, like, when the, when the deal was done, like, back at the deadline, and, and you know – the injury history. And like, we, we all know about that. Right. And everyone's trying to justify why the Grizzlies made this move as he was like kind of their prize free agent signing, like during the season. Um And, you know, I've loved what I've seen from him, like off the court and with the team and, you know, even some small team morale shit, like supporting Jitty's brand uh, by wearing the shirt and shit, man. But it just, it gets to a point where it's just like, okay, like what is going on? I think it would be different. Like y'all were saying, like, if we, we saw him on the bench, like, you know, with a something on or like struggling a while, but he's like, just walk, he seems to be walking fine. Just chilling on the bench in sweats, like cheering for the guys, man. And, you know, I saw his tweet the other day in response to like a, a troll, you know, saying like, you know, he, he, he's working, busting his ass in rehab, getting back, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, you know, going to support, but it's just like at some point, like, bro, like you really are injury prone. And, you know, to what extent are the Grizzlies invested in his future as a part of this team, I think, is the main question. Because when the deal was made, I viewed it as them seeing him as a missing, like, wing piece, um, another facilitator, et cetera. But, you know, he wasn't able to play when he got traded, right? Oh, he's going to be back for the bubble. Wasn't able to play in the bubble. Oh, he gets hurt in the bubble. Not able to play in preseason. Not able to play in the season currently. And now with Jog, Jaron, and Justice all out, He's going to come back and, like, do what, you know, with the current roster that's on the court? So it's just like I, I don't know what the expectation is, and I don't know what realistically he's going to contribute when he's able to come back.
2: Yeah, I mean, at this point, it'd just be nice to see him on the court uh, at, any, at, at some point. Like, like Sam said, I'm not holding my breath for him anytime soon to really – It'll just be like – it will legit be like a free agent free agent signing when he comes on the court because I don't expect him to play.
1: Yeah, well, Memphis honestly has several of those guys. I mean, uh, Jontae Porter, you know, extending him or picking up an right. option whatever it so was they man. did on him. Uh, is that guy going to ever play? Tilly. Killian Tilly. What's going no on with them, dude? No Price one has crazy, seen man. anything
3: about him. Do He's, they play in practice? Do they – are they basketball players? Like, I don't, I've never seen him pl- play a minute of basketball. I don't know if people in Gonzaga did either. That was like his whole thing. And I get it. Take an yeah, injury. Tired, flyer, I'm tired. like, dude, I mean, at some point, like, you got to fucking play. That's kind of the whole thing. Uh, and then <laughs> Jontae Porter, like, uh, his shout out John Jontae Porter's dad, who's wearing the grid shirt when Michael Porter Jr. gave him a, you know, whatever, like a Tesla or some shit. I don't know, something.
0: And, oh, yeah, he was. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, gave him a car and said, so we 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 think that uh Jonte is the favorite son. At least that's m- going to be my narrative. Um, but like, plays some <laughs> basketball, dude. Or what, what's going on? It was a knee, and now it's like still rehabbing it. But there's no like timetable. It's just that at some point that the grit that that Ross or whoever's sending those Grizzlies PR tweets. I don't. I hope he can't sleep at night sending those fucking tweets because like, <laughs> the guy's got no morality. Like he had just no transparency. He's basically like a he's the equivalent of a sports politician. You know. He also David. didn't give us press credentials. So, you know, I'm uh, <laughs> not better,
1: right? <laughs> no,
3: I mean, that's nothing to do with my feelings right now. Those tweets are wild, though. They're just like, killy tilly, hurt, hamstring. It's like, okay, well, what? Does he? Well, does his hamstring severed? Is it torn? <laughs> is <laughs> it should be like, ha- hurt, not beer? He's got a boo boo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so exactly. Like adding Neosporin to his boo boo. Like, that's whatever. Fuck out of here, man. I don't know. I'm over this stuff.
2: Yeah, I guess that uh, King climbing likes to keep shit shit in house, you know. So it's always
3: been that way, and, and I mean, since he,
2: since, since he took over, yes. Well, but, no, it wasn't like
3: that before.
2: I mean, when, uh, when I Chandler, mean, Chandler was like that, it was like that with Chandler. I, I mean, everybody knew that Chandler wasn't ever gonna come back and be right. Like after basically after the first year, it was over. Everybody understood that. Well, he did, he did have the Germany time when it was like, yeah, it, it, exactly. It, but that, but that was, was after the first life. year. That yeah. was after the first year.
3: So every year was that. I've never felt better. This year I went and got like hiked up the Himalayas to this monk's cabin
0: and,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and like pray with a shaman and now I'm good. And it was like Vinverno would be like, oh, great. That's fucking awesome. And mm-hmm. then like get, get on the court and, you know, like get hurt immediately. It's just, it's tough to see. I feel like a battered housewife to some degree with these injuries. And, you know, I, I, I would just like to see these guys play uh, rather than just be, like, at some point the prospect has to become reality, right? Or else, like, taking flyers on guys, you might as well just, like, light the flyer on fire right there.
2: Yeah, so, all right, back to this year's team. Zach, what's next on our agenda? Yeah, that was
1: sad, Talk, going down the Chandler Parsons. <laughs> yeah, we,
3: hole. Let's get we, out of there. We went down a negativity. Have you guys not think about this? That, this is, all I can think about is how similar Justice is to Chandler. Like how the the spin zone of it, like the ambiguity of the injury, and like the oh no no he he's the guy, like he's the piece we've been missing. We just got to get him back on the floor, and it's like there's no clarity.
2: See, to me, it's nowhere near the same because Chandler was like the piece to like put us over the edge for a championship. Like Justice is the piece to like help us with the rebuild. <laughs> like so, to me, it's not it's not really the same. And, well, yeah, just, yeah. like, even if we didn't trade Jay Crowder, sure, we could have re signed him this year. But, like, that team last year, maybe we make the eight seed and then we get our asses whipped by the Lakers, which would have not been fun. So, it, it is what it is at this point.
3: Well, yeah. you have to, we have to call a spade a spade, though. If Justice never plays or never plays any people basketball, it's a loss. Yeah. Even, it's loss. even at this yeah. point, it's a bad trade. Like, yeah. And yeah. that's the point is that, you know, what, it, but yeah, we get it. So, we can move on. Zach, that's you gotta it. move on there. <laughs> All right, so looking
1: forward to this week. Chandler Parsons, back in the day, <laughs> no. All right, so this week uh, we got Lakers again at home, picking that up on the fifth. So that's Tuesday, and so probably see a repeat, pretty much what we saw tonight as far as personnel and everything. Wouldn't be surprised if uh, Lakers try to sit someone. That would kind of make sense. Uh, considering they were able to mollywap us tonight without doing that. Uh, and then, uh, with, uh, let's see, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, we've got um, two home games back to back. I believe that's our first back to back of the season. We're playing the Sexland Cavaliers, and then we got hosting the Brooklyn Nets. So, um, with Cleveland, obviously the big story or a big story is that they're winning games this season Mm -hmm. Uh, four and two uh, Colin Sexton averaging 26 points with Darius Garland averaging 17 and two. And my, you know, one of my guys just been a ride or die for a long time. uh, Andre Drummond. Larry Nance. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 17 and four. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not on that hill anymore. That was like three years ago, but I left it too early. I admit that. Yeah. He's hooping now. He left the land of a million sinners, and I'll be damned. He's doing better, but uh, you guys watch much Cleveland. I haven't been able to catch much of them yet this season. Uh, any thoughts uh, on them that stick out to you guys?
2: I saw
3: I watched- hit a game winner the other day. <laughs> I, I've, I watched one minute of them, and then uh, Larry Nance missed a dunk and it hit the back of the rim and then bounced into the backcourt. And then I got kicked off League Pass because we had too many viewers. So uh, <laughs> I am uh haven't seen a lot of them is the short answer there. And
2: League, but, pass, yeah. league pass, by the way, the NBA has been hit hard financially, I suppose, because uh, they, they used to let you have seven viewers at a time. Now it's only two.
3: So, oh. yeah, sorry if you get kicked off when I come on. <laughs> no i mean hey that's, that's kind of part of the you know, leech game you know what i mean i'm i'm uh, i just kind of like retreat back to my i kind of feel terrible i feel like i was looking at like weird porn when I get- <laughs> i'm like oh whatever i guess i'll just like watch uh you know some hbo show or something um all right well zach i feel like you need to, to bet these games uh at some point we challenge you to be um adam sandler's character from uncut gyms i feel like you need to channel you're Hallie Bling and Bet the Games, and we just got this segment right now in a makeup. Check this out. Come
0: on, KG. This is no different than that. This is me. All right, I'm not a fucking athlete. This is my fucking way. This is how I win.
3: All right, Zach. How do you win? What What do you take All us in right. this week? You, you got to give me a few
1: minutes to look up the lines on these real quick. So <laughs> I don't think they ahead. come out
2: until like the night before. So, oh,
3: well, that's yeah, man. Just, be... just bet, bet. Just bet. You just just from the hip right now. Do the Grizzlies win a game this week? Uh
1: yes, I'm sticking with our original predictions and I'm going to say that they beat uh, Cleveland this week.
2: And that's the only win we had. So we had them at two. We we had
1: them split in the Lakers games, but with Jahlil, I don't really I really just don't see that happening. And honestly, Cleveland that's going to be tough dumb. since they're very do what?
2: <laughs> so that was dumb why we do that.
3: No, <laughs> LeBron and AD would rest the second game, which they very Uh-oh. well might. Yeah. You know, I yeah
0: think we, i think, I think they're resting like I think Brown's gonna be up in the western man with some wine like tagging whatever like young college football player made a nice play in a bowl game like I see you little bro <laughs> keep going, young king like and I like never knew they had any relationship bra's uh, so gonna be big chilling <laughs> <laughs> chillin', man I doubt he plays it's you know? still taking a,
3: a good effort to beat their bench facts. Yeah, yeah. I think if you if they hadn't played this game, this is a game where they, they could have won because the Grizzlies played really well, right? Um, but you you wonder if we're going to get that same effort next game. Who knows? Um, so what does hey, that exact three and if if we win if we beat Cleveland is that three and seven?
1: That would be three and six. for the if we beat Cleveland lose the Nets yeah that would put us at three and six okay
0: now, who's, we're, who's, who's, who's guarding what Colin about Lakers Lakin, like, who's the Lakers dude like guarding Colin Sexton like
2: yeah I mean I that, mean
0: Bakersmith got them boys playing hard man like for
2: yeah. real and
0: I, Kevin Love is still always hurt so we don't have to worry about him or anything but that backcourt and Nance Drummond uh, I still think Kevin Porter Jr. is out but yeah, yeah. Cleveland's not the the market up as a dub you know team they've been for the past few years
2: Yeah, I mean they're four and two, and we're uh, we're two and four. And if you go to the Western Conference standings at this moment, the Grizzlies are at the bottom.
3: When do we think Josh comes back? I mean, it's been he took his leg, uh, he took his uh, walking boot off like the next day. (laughs) He's talking about being a cyborg. And red apple vinegar and red clay and yeah, all
0: this. Shit, yeah. He's pulling red down. clay, man. <laughs> yeah. Jack is hell, man. That's some yeah. ass shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm
2: down with it. If he needs to put yeah, some, yeah. Uh, you know, Vicks vapor va- vapor
3: up on his feet and sleep with yeah. socks on, whatever it takes. Like, yeah. he said he's he, uh, to get back. Yeah, he is. He clearly is. And the question is, like, what happens when he butts up against the aspirations of the front office? Right when they say, like, well, hang on, man, let's let's three to five weeks, let's, let's let's do five just to make sure, to make sure you're healthy. He's like, I want to play now because I'm trying to be an all-star, which is his motivation, I think. You could tell he he said it. He said he wants to be an all-star this year. And he was clearly playing like one, and he sees that slowly slipping away. Um, an all-star in year two, I think, is a goal of his. So I think that's his motivation as much as anything else. Uh, not that he's like a stat guy, but you know what I mean. He he wants to be known as a great. So what's going to happen when he, when he says, I'm coming back, and then Klein says, no, they're not, and then like we Get this tat a Uh,
2: Jai gonna play when he wants to play, I, I would imagine. He's gonna play, and I mean, he, he tweeted out that he's a cyborg. Uh, you look at that poster behind you, Sam, and, and you can see it. Maybe he's just got great ankles. Like, you know, we see this with LeBron, we see this with some guys who it looks like they've got a bad ankle sprain, and you know, it's not that bad. It's a couple, he's days. also
3: 21, dude. Like, gonna, you're basically my, immortal at that, like, knock on wood. It, it, but yeah. in, in terms of like little injuries like that, I mean, you just come out of it so quickly uh, as opposed to now, if I roll mangle like that, I'd be out of commission for like six, seven months. You call me justice Winslow, but you know, <laughs> like, I don't, you know, with John, like I really think Damn. he, he looks good. He's shooting, shooting threes. I mean, yeah. you know, he's he shooting half court shots. Like he wants to play, but, but if y'all are, if y'all are betting, you know, when's he coming back? Is he coming back? Uh, like in three weeks, which would put it in two more weeks. Or, like, around MLK Day, or is it, you know, I, what do you I think?
2: Say, I say he'll be back uh, after that Brooklyn game. That's
3: so, they didn't play this said. week. So, that'll be so. two total weeks recovery time.
0: Yeah,
2: that's what it seems like to me. And it might be sooner.
0: Okay. I think he's back game before the MLK Day game to get ramped up and then do his thing on national television against the yeah, Saints. That,
3: that's what i bet. i bet, yeah, i bet that. That's probably the most likely outcome. You know he's going to play the MLK Day game. Yeah. Um, and if you get Jaren back too, that could be a fun little TV moment there. What the fuck's Jaren going to look like when he comes back? So many questions, man. So many unanswered questions. Um, Zach, answer these questions.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're talking about like the guy. We're going in depth on guy number nine and 10 on the roster right now. We need some starters back on the court to get us.
3: I hate <laughs> this shit because. <laughs> I'm just, like, getting my soapbox, man. But, like, it it, it sucks because, like, no one knows how good the Grizzlies actually are because we're mm-hmm. chronically hurt and, like, we're already hated on so much that, like, we have to show out on these little moments we get and we just, like, never get the moments. When we do it, it feels like we're always hurt. So it just sucks. We're in this constant state of, like, either being undervalued or, like, legitimately shitty because, you know, seven guys are on our disabled list. So...
2: Yeah, I mean we've probably spent a combined like five minutes of this podcast talking about why John Conchard needs more minutes than (laughs) Grayson Allen.
3: So (laughs) hardly see (laughs) the court when we I mean, yeah, so I don't I don't know. I hope we get healthy. I mean at some point it'll be what I hope is that we have a fun time we get healthy and we're winning some games, playing some five hundred basketball, competitive, and maybe we have a little push at the end of the year, but everyone's healthy and we're seeing the team that we can watch for like six, seven more years. That's kind of what the rub of this season for me. Uh, And then adding a piece in the draft. But we got that uh, Jazz pick, too. Don't forget about that. Kind of keeping track on the Jazz, obviously, would be nice for them to have a really down year. Uh, Probably not likely with signing Rudy. They're always going to be, you know, middle of the pack in the West and a nearly 50-win team. So something to watch for, too.
2: Yeah, they're they're third in the West right now. So if we want to run down the standing, it's uh, the Suns, Lakers, Jazz, Pelicans, so that's the top four. And then Clippers, Blazers, Rockets. Who uh, John Wall looks amazing. Uh, Sacramento Kings are the eighth seed, and then you got the Mavs and the Thunder, nine and ten, rounding out the play in. So a lot of surprises there, namely uh, the Thunder being a ten. Of course, they only got two wins. We haven't had time to spread shit out, but uh,
3: and the Rockets still being in there. I Hard- think around the game, ten games in, we need to go through and give our uh, our worst takes from the beginning of the season. Like the things we were most wrong on after 10 games, that's like a decent enough sample size. Well, like you're two. hoping the
2: Sacramento Kings win some games. I think they're on a losing
3: skid right now. That's just, that's just me teasing it right now. I mean, yeah. hey, you want to you project how you feel about the Kings? It's fine. But I'm just teasing the segment right now. I'm just good radio. As my boy Big Perk said, Kings ain't making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shit. I'm going to not work this week because I got hit displacement. And as a matter of fact, just write me off for the rest of the year. What do you want? It's tough, tough beat. Yeah, team option. We'll see what the <laughs> what the see what the firm does. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I'm in the partner track right now, so they could just very well let me go. So you'll see me doing like, uh, I'll be down at the court taking appointed cases, defending everyone down at 201. Shout <laughs> out. <laughs>
2: Zach, what about a trend so far this season? Anything that you wanted to hit on specifically that you've noticed so far? We have about five minutes left, so.
1: So we briefly touched on Kyle Anderson and his, you know, how he's taking more shots. Let me pull it up real quick, but he's literally taking twice as many shots as he has in any point in his entire career. So I mean, he's taken tonight. He took I think nineteen shots, which is. You know, we complain about Dylan taking a lot of shots, and we want those shots to go to John and Jaron when they're on the basketball court with him. So it's kind of funny that we're at the place now where Kyle Anderson, who perennial takes five, six shots a game, is getting hella shots up every single game. And we're like, yeah, that's all right. You know, we're cool with that. And it doesn't feel that wrong with the situation that we're in. Uh, So just his, his impact that he's been able to have there. He's also rebounding. He's having more turnovers, but he's, I mean, he, he just is not going to be, your. he's not going to be the primary ball handler on a actual really good team. He can be kind of a secondary tertiary guy to help out and be a creator on offense with his weird, you know, step, slow step through the lane fade away one-handed shot and pass it off but seeing him at that high is it's kind of fun for right now but certainly not something that's sustainable once we have a you know 50 percent 60 percent of our actual roster back Uh, but that number in particular stuck out to me his shots per game
2: yeah, well, what stuck out to me tonight was his one for eight, and uh, we can't have too much more of that <laughs> shit from downtown. No. <laughs> but to be fair, no, we. I mean, it seemed we were getting wide open shots tonight against the Lakers. We just didn't make them. Yeah. Like, that could have been a close game. Kyle. Yeah. Man. Yeah, Kyle's been great. Go ahead, Rich.
0: Uh, Man, for me, I'm just, you know, ready to see this team at full strength, honestly. I mean, right now it's just kind of – like you said, like we still don't know. Um, I know we're all waiting on John, Jaron, and Justice, but I'm honestly really interested to see like what we have in pieces like Jonte and Killian Tilly. Like, you know, the front office saw something in these players and you know, these kind of lesser known players that they liked apparently. So I'm just interested to see like what they can bring to the table. We know Jante Porter's injury history at in Missouri, same for Killian Tilly at uh Gonzaga. So I just want to see, you know, they're they're more like six nine, six ten bigs who can kind of step out and shoot a little bit. And I just want to know what we have in them, man. I just want to see this team at full strength, honestly. Um, it seems like it's been so long since they've been at full strength, 1 through 15, 16. Um, and yeah, that's just what I'm ready to see, especially when a national television audience is involved. I feel like the world hasn't been able to see the Grizzlies at full strength in who knows how long. You know, there's always a piece out or somebody missing or somebody hurt. So you know, just hoping for health, man, in 2021 and, you know, for this team to be able to, you know, remain on this upward trajectory.
3: Yeah, when was the last time that we were, like, healthy? I mean, the things I remember, the Jazz game, Mike Collins' return, I feel like we were mostly healthy then, or at least mm-hmm. most of the key guys played. And then that Rockets game where I told uh, James Harden to tell that motherfucker about me. Like, um, those are the yeah. two games I can think of that are just, like, kind of national TV games where we look reasonably healthy. We look like the Grizzlies that we will see over the next, you know, whatever, four or five years. Now, granted, that was before the Justice trade. Um, so that kind of like cleaned out a lot of minute soakers from our end, but you know, I, I just can't think of a time where we were like actually healthy. And now we've got these chronically injured dudes like John Tate and Killian, like they might very well be like, you know, don't play for a whole year, come back next season projects. Um, and if that's the case just let us know, you know, yeah, I, I don't see the incentive to keep it so gray area.
1: Well, I think that about wraps it up for us tonight. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Backdoor Cut Show. Uh, You can find us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts by searching Backdoor Cut Show and also on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel every Monday at 9 p.m. Central Time. Until next time, we'll talk to you later, and go Grizz.